You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. I'm your host, Darian Kovacs, and I'm so thrilled to introduce you to Julie Ford, who is the Executive Director of the Digital Advertising Alliance of Canada, the Canadian arm of the Ad Choices Self-Regulatory Program for Interest-Based Advertising, youradchoices.ca. Julie handles all administration and advocacy for the program and has been at the association since 2015. Previous to the DAC, D-A-A-C, because everyone loves acronyms, uh, Julie worked in various roles uh, at network side, agency side, and association side throughout her digital career, which started in the year 2000. Julie, thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me, Darian. Oh, it's so great. So every time I see like a remarketing ad, the bottom right corner has your ad choices logo, right? It's the little thing. That's Correct. you, right? Yes, I'm glad you noticed it. Yes. And I can click right. that little logo if I want, right? Correct. You, we encourage you to do that because then it's, a, it's telling you that this advertisement has been fueled by personal information. You can go to learn more about how that ad delivered to you and opt out if you want to. That is incredible. Um, I have so many questions for you. Uh, I feel like you know so much. And what I like also about you, and I think a lot of people are curious about this, is about the whole privacy world. Uh, marketing and how they interact and where they intersect. Um, so maybe I'll start with this because I want to I want to jump right in if that's okay. We can Please. jump right into the deep end here. Um, I will often have it just being on agency side. We'll often have people selling us uh, programmatic, right? And this has been for years. And they're typically from maybe a, a, a traditional newspaper, but they've been told to sell this thing called programmatic. But they, as the salespeople, don't actually understand what it is. They're like, we just know we get your information. And, and I've, then I've had people, I was like, hey, can you introduce me to people that you actually buy from? Like, yeah, because we don't actually do it. Sorry, it's a third party. And I talked to the third party and they're like, oh, we don't actually buy it. Uh, we buy it from another party. So every time I've like dug into it and kind of lifted up layer after layer, I've never actually found someone that can explain, like, and I use the mango analogy, how a mango gets from a mango tree to my house. Um, like, a, like a mango yeah. to my house. But I, because I understand Google ads simply. I know how Google search works. I know when I search for a plumber and I know that Google, this is how the system works. They know what my IP is. They know I'm in Langley and they know I'm searching for a plumber. I know how Facebook ads work because they know that I'm married. They know my education level. They know my interests. They can serve me ads. Uh, they know that when I got engaged, they knew that, you know, all these things, right? I, I saw the ads change. But how does programmatic actually work? How much time do you have? And, and can you make it simple? Can you explain it to me like I'm five? I will try. Like explain it to me like the mango. Because like, because the mango, if someone ever explain, wanted me to explain Google search ads or um, remarketing ads, like remarketing ads, I get. Like, sure, I've been to, you know, Moe's Furniture or whatever, Lazy Boy Furniture. I see those ads afterwards. And I'm like, oh, yeah. they, they got remarketing ads going on. Yeah, um, you, you I probably get Facebook, something in your cart or you looked at something and totally. yes, that cookie Reddit ads I get, Pinterest ads I get. But every time someone, because every time I've had people try to explain it, I was like, yeah, but how do they get my information? And then they can yeah. never answer that. Okay. So let's start with just visiting websites because yeah. everyone does that. That's the primary reason. And on my laptop, reason. I'm, I'm going to go buy a cat sweater. Let's use that. I want to buy a cat sweater yeah. and I go to a cat sweater website. Okay. So this cat sweater website works with third parties and those third parties, because think about a cat website, they probably don't have the resources 
to place ads on their own. They need technology partners to do that mechanism for them. And this is beyond just serving the ads. This is finding the audiences that will be interested in their Mm -hmm. products and services. So there's third parties out there in the ether that do that type of data collection, but it happens in the background on websites and in apps. So you aren't aware of it, but the CAT website is because they've facilitated the opportunity for those organizations to reach you. So there could be pixels placed on that website. There could be other types of ad-related type of tracking happening. It doesn't have to always be cookies. It could be a, a fingerprint or your email address is being used. There's various ways that you can be found on your devices. But you've you've indicated to these third parties that you're interested in cats and cat sweaters. That could include other apparel. Perhaps you're interested in cat food or cat houses or, you know, travel carriers. So you become part of audience buckets with these third parties out there in the ecosystem. And so I'm I'm a user. Let's go with me as a user. Like I'm use this laptop. I use this cell phone. Mm-hmm. And so there are still companies out there and it's privacy. It's okay. It's castle compliant. It's 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 that if I go to these sites, there's a third party somewhere that's gathering that third-party data and putting me into buckets, correct? Mm-hmm. There's and multiple so- companies like that out there. That and part of, part of what we're trying to do at the DAAC is to make this more obvious to consumers. So that's why you see the icon on ads is to try and surface that to you when an ad's being placed with that type of information. So AdTruces is really for programmatic primarily for programmatic advertisements. So you click on that, you can learn more about who this advertise, this advertising third party is. So MediaMath, the, the Trade Desk, Critio, these are company names that you may not be familiar with as a regular consumer because you wouldn't interact with Critio's but, website. But I get Trade yeah. Desk. So how? Yeah. So now in a world where like, you know, the thing that happened in Europe, right? Where everyone had to start saying, we're gathering your information, right? What, what was, yeah, yes. that was a big deal. We all had to start saying we're, and, but now even when I'm on my Apple device, there's not as much information, correct? That they're gathering from my Apple device. Tell us about that. Well, change. Apple is a different beast. Okay. There's definitely data collection happening on all of your devices, including your Apple device. Apple's just not allowing other third parties to gain access to it uh, without them being a gatekeeper. So Rest assured that Apple is collecting your data. And I've heard that they're probably even creating an ad network from those data points. Yeah, so I've heard that. You know, I've heard that rumor, yeah. There's a little bit of a, what I call privacy washing, like yeah. kind of like greenwashing where yes. you're saying you're all about privacy, but in the background, yeah. you're actually doing the same thing as all these other organizations are doing. You're just yeah. masking it a little bit. Yeah. But really, the reason why this type of advertising exists, it's it's to make it effective and affordable for a lot of different advertisers to engage in the web, everyone's on the web. It's a medium, just like television or radio, to communicate to the masses. And so to make it accessible and make it affordable for companies, you need these tag targeting capabilities. If you if you spend $100 on the web, you're not going to get anything. But if you spend $100 on a really specific segment on the web, you might get one or two conversions from that. And a conversion would be a sale or a customer. Yeah. Okay, and so there's me, some efficiencies me... there. Mm-hmm. Let me throw this scenario at you. I'm just curious. So if I build a site for um, cat food, let's just go with this yeah. cat thing here. I've never given any access. I, I put Google Analytics on there in the back end. That's it, really. 
But no one, like these third parties can't use my site to gather information because I've not given them permission to the third parties, correct? Okay, so let's back up a bit. So Canada has our own federal data privacy law. It's called PIPDA or the Personal Information Protection and Electronic Documents Act. So that's our law here for private sector organizations. Whereas in Europe, they have the GDPR, which is very strict in terms of data collection. And that's why the cookie banners show up more in in Europe. In Canada, it's for interest-based advertising, it's considered implied consent. So there should be some awareness that this type of activity is happening. And you, it's fine as long as you're given the ability to opt out. Where, you know, it can be challenging is if that cat food or the, the cat food company isn't giving you that information in a real-time, effective manner. If they're not being clear about their advertising practices to you, then they could potentially be offside of what's in the law. For sure. But if I own the site, I've built mm-hmm. it, like I built it on Squarespace or whatever, right? But that's a, that's not a useful site to these third parties because I've never given them access to who's visiting my site. Unless you have put some sort of tracking on it. So if, if you are working with one of these ad networks or an agency... But, I, but I'm not. But, but I'm you're not. not so. Chances are nothing is on there then. Uh, maybe basic analytics being collected and used, but maybe not for advertising purposes. Okay. So my site that I create from scratch, like even my own sites I own right now, like my Jelly Marketing site, our Marketing is Canada, we've yeah. not given permission to any third parties. So those sites are not useful to the third parties, correct? In a pure world, yes. But let me throw but, another curveball at you. Yeah, please help me understand. Yeah, yeah. Say you did work with one company and let's just say this ABC ad network. ABC yeah. ad network could then be working with other companies and then, then a daisy chain of data collection happens yeah. through data, through pixels, through IDs, whatever. But there, there's holes really in the whole tracking industry. You, you don't really often know what's happening in the background unless you've got yeah. like plugins installed. I really recommend that listeners who want to learn more about how cookies in particular are used online, install the Ghostery plugin on one of your browsers and you can see what's firing in real time on the websites that you visit. But if it's not, like if I only have Google Analytics on my site, just to go back to that, yeah. the third parties can't do anything with that information because I've never given a third party access. Correct. But the minute, so yeah, and I can see why if you give one third party access, maybe it can go to others. But so the useful sites and the useful is when anyone's given that permission to those third party sites. Mm-hmm. Large and why brands. would anyone do that? Why would anyone give permission to a third party site to... Uh, well, think about a large brand like a, a large CPG. They yeah. might not have in-house capabilities to, or even as a mid-sized company might not have the might not have the capabilities to find the audiences that they're looking for online. And so they work with partners. And and in a very simple use case would be you, you're a brand and you work with a media agency. Well, that media yeah. agency is then tasked with finding your audiences online, and they can help that effort with the third parties that they're working with by putting pixels or tracking mechanisms on the brand's website. So you might get it. The minute you do that, you're part of the sharing network. Because it's like, oh, if I want information from you, I have to give you my information. Correct. Okay. So that's what's the whole sharing network. So is there any way, because right now, like I'm telling you about like 10 brands we work with, we've never used a third party, but we've used like Facebook and Google and found our clients' audience Mm-hmm. But we've never used a programmatic third-party tool. So we've never had to share their information. Mm-hmm. But the but minute the, we go programmatic, we're starting, we're part of the sharing economy. Even sharing it with Google and Facebook, that's definitely sharing personal information. The visitors of Jelly Marketing are getting collected on by Meta, by Google. 
Yeah, it's it's happening all the time. And then the they could be sharing it with other folks as well. Well, in those instances, for those particular companies, they're what yeah. we would call in the industry walled gardens. So you right. n- data rarely leaves, if ever, I don't even think they ever leave. Data rarely leaves those silos. So yeah. once Meta has that data, they don't share it, but they might share, they might gain attributes from that data and repurpose it for other uses for other clients. But yeah. Okay. So if I've only given, say, 10 of our clients, we've only put their ads and pixels from Google and Facebook, we've kept them safe from third parties sharing and back and forth stuff. It hasn't gotten out into the world. Perhaps not. No. Perhaps. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So then everything I say, right? (laughs) No, perhaps. So then when I have like a third party who's like, hey, I have programmatic and we we know everything because they also talk about like, we know when people go into stores because they're phones. We know when people do this and that. Like, but it seems like a lot of the information we're losing it. Like, like how will they, like if my phone is being tracked when I walk into a store and then they use that data, like how do they get even that information? But let's, let's talk about that. How, how data collection happens because yeah. Um, I do have to talk about this quite a bit whenever I do a presentation. I do some yeah. some talks with York University students. And let me break down the various ways that I'm seeing right now how data is being collected. So first and foremost yeah. are cookies. So there's first-party cookies, which a brand or a website has allowed to be created to just for general analytics, they tend to yeah. be first-party cookies. Then you've got third-party cookies. That's where more of the programmatic space wants to drop cookies on browsers in order to track user preferences across the web and build these audience profiles. Then we have a device identifiers. That's what you get on your mobile device, your tablets, your mobile phones. Those mobile IDs, they're advertising IDs that can be used whenever there's cross-app advertising happening. So checking what apps are installed on those devices, what do tend to open more, et cetera. That type of information that's can be that's still active even with Apple's change. Uh, um, Apple's ATT, the app... Transparency, I forget how, what that acronym stands for, but that is yep. limiting it. So if you did say it's okay for that tracking to happen, then and you're I just, permitting it. They're permitting, but otherwise, usually most people are saying no, right? They say no, I don't yeah. want to. Yeah. Yeah. But in it's some def- ways, it's like, do you remember that Tom Cruise movie where he walks through, I'm aging myself, it's an older, he walks no, through the mall. No, I know which one. Minority yes. Report. Yes. yes. <laughs> and they scan his eyes and then they serve him ads based on his eyes. And I'm like, that's actually useful. So I'm like, there is part of me that's, I know people hate like, oh, they know too much information, but it's like, yeah, but yeah. I get to use Facebook for free and Marketplace is free. So the most I'm giving them is they're going to serve me more convenient ads because of that's who it. I am. Thank you for summarizing and that. Yes, it's true. I don't mind because it's mildly convenient. Okay, the only thing is, I'm going to throw this at you because this screws up everything for parents. I'm going to throw as a parent of four children because I have, because they screwed up everything. Like, I love them. Love them bits. I'm just saying an honest moment from a parent. My Netflix algorithm's broken because they go and use my Netflix account and watch Booba and like, uh, what's it called? Bluey. Uh, well, I and love then, Bluey though. Bluey's great. Right? Anyways. No, Bluey's amazing. Bluey's amazing. But I'm like, but my, my algorithm's broken. Spotify totally broken. Like all they want to serve me is these ridiculous songs. And then, and so even my computer's broken because my 16 year old will use my computer sometimes and go. And so I'm like, I feel in a way I feel somewhat bad because I'm like all those brilliant systems, especially Spotify, Netflix, where selfishly, I love their algorithm, but even the ad systems, because if my son's really into like, you know, car detailing and going to all these car detailing things, like I don't care about that stuff, but all of a sudden they think my IP is into that. Exactly. And there's no way to parse through who's using those devices. No. So there's no they way. They want you to. They're like, which user is this? And I'm like, yeah. oh, my kids don't change the user. I'm like, we made you a beautiful Netflix user. Don't use mine. I don't want to watch Booba. Have you seen Booba with the weird dude with the beard? I haven't. No. It's so weird. It's so weird, but also kind of cool. But yeah. 
Yeah, I, I'm sorry that your algorithms got screwed up. I know how it, that can be frustrating Unless, until such time as they have their own profiles that, yeah. that can't well, they have be them. They just don't, haven't switched don't between them. them. No. Yeah. And I should say, you know, for those that are worried about data collection for children, there is laws. So in Canada, collecting information from children or what will potentially maybe be called minors if Bill C-27 passes means that basically data collection from minors for advertising purposes is offside. So interest-based advertising wouldn't be permitted for children under the age of 13 is in our program. So our participants should be collecting information from them. But that was my, my talking point for my program, but practically as a parent, it's really difficult to, to manage that. And the pressure you get from, I have a preteen, my daughter's 12 and a half and she insisted on being on TikTok. And I'm like, you're not going on TikTok till you're 13. And she broke me down. We ended up going on together. And so we now have like a shared TikTok type thing happening. So (laughs) yeah. So (laughs) she will start getting served like B2B things in the algorithm. I was like, here's a lot of stuff from like Jill, the Google ads expert. She's amazing. Uh, I don't know if you've seen her TikToks. They're the best. No, I haven't. Um, I'll have to look her up. (laughs) Yeah. Jill, she's, she's incredible. So in all of this though, like, cause we, we, these folks who are, and I feel somewhat bad for them who are selling on behalf of these large newspaper outlets who are like being pressured to sell programmatic, but don't totally get it. Like some of the claims they make are so bizarre to me because I'm like, how is it that you like on my, even my phone or my computer, like they're like, we know everything that everyone does on their every device. And then we're able to serve ads according to that. But I'm like, yeah, but I don't know if that's even legal And the way that they describe how it works. I, I have to agree with you. You know, anything can be done technologically. I don't refute the fact that they might be able to get really extensive identity graphs out of various data sets that they are collecting or partnering with. but. There is an ethical question here that the newspapers, the publishers could be asking these partners. Like, how did you get this data? If it's yeah. sensitive data, did you get opt-in consent for that? Because the Holy. commission or the privacy commissioner is very clear of what is p- sensitive personal information in Canada. And there are segments out there that are like ethnic and racial origins, religious beliefs. Yeah. These are sensitive data categories. Sexual, sex of sexual orientation is sensitive yeah. in Canada. If you're targeting... Um, the LGBTQ plus community, you need to be getting opt-in consent for that type of ad targeting. And so I, I love that you're asking these questions because I hope the listeners understand that there's additional questions you should be asking these vendors. Well, How did they so- get that data? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. 
by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Yeah, and we've always asked them, because like, again, as an agency, we've been running for 10 years, like, and we're we have Google partners, we, we do a lot of buying on Facebook, we do a ton of media buying, like it, with advertorials and sponsored content. But I've never been convinced or actually told a straight bill of goods about how programmatic actually works. Every time I've been told something, it's either like super inflammatory as far as like what information they can get. And when I looked into it, they're like, yeah, like they were like trying to explain how oh, we get all this data from Rogers, Rogers who feeds us data about your phone. I was like, well, I never gave permission to Rogers. Like you wouldn't have my Rogers permission. Why would yeah. Rogers give, and who does Rogers give the data to? And they're like, well, we can't tell you who that third party is that gets that data from Rogers. And I was like, well, that seems, why are you cloaking this? Yeah, Because at least with okay. Facebook and Google, it's quite clean. Like yeah. even what I love about Facebook, you can actually see competitors' ads. Like they mm-hmm. show you all the ads that are running. So that's why I'm like, someone convinced me because it sounds amazing, but in a way too good to be true. Well, first, don't be afraid of ad tech providers that aren't the big guys because there are legitimate players out there that are doing the right thing. It's the ones On, that- In the programmatic scene. In the programmatic, in the programmatic space, okay, for sure. Which, which I want to know that, but I'm like, but I've never met anyone who could answer those questions. <laughs> okay. When I've asked them, like, where does it come from? And they're like, well, no, we just get it. We mine it. And I'm like, but how? Okay, like, let's talk we just about get mining data. Yeah, I'll tell yeah. you one way that some programmatic players yeah. are doing are doing it. So, Well, you explained the first time where you're like, it's a website that's opted in to, sh- to get the information. And in exchange, they have to give the information. That, yeah, no one's ever explained ways. that. Okay, what Th- else? There's yeah, other ways. Yeah. So there's fingerprinting, right? So fingerprinting is, it can be problematic. So let me just... Yeah. Highlight that. Because like, like when I put my email in to buy a flight ticket or I buy some playing cards from Theory 11, they now, I've been fingerprinted there as my email address. Um, no, you, that, you're determined then. That's deterministic data. Fingerprinting is okay. more of like probabilistic data. So you're trying yeah. to... Um, actually, no, f- fingerprinting could be deterministic as well because yeah. it's essentially looking at the device and seeing you know, what fonts are installed, what OS are you using. Yeah audio signals that they're getting from your devices. Like there's a lot of data collection happening on every single digital device we have. Are they listening to our audio signals? Everyone asked me that. And I I don't doubt that some apps do that. I don't doubt it. But but Siri and Alexa are and Google, are they listening? Absolutely. Using that information. And are they using that information? Well if you're using Siri, Siri's an audio based query type of but are they here's the next question. Are they passively listening? I don't know. Potentially. Okay. Okay. That's the big, I always get asked that by like my aunt and my mom and like, you know, different, you know <laughs> even, even my younger people are like, I think they're listening. Cause like we mentioned sauna as something like a sauna thing. And then all of a sudden they get sauna ads afterwards. That, yeah. I've heard that too. And I've heard, I've listened to people on both sides. You should know the answer the though. You're, but, you would know it you know, of all the people. I know uh, audio is a little tougher for me to, to fully grasp because I'm, I, I'm more of the we have tools for the more traditional ways of doing IBA. Yeah. If, an, if a, a company is doing audio-based surveillance, 
then mm-hmm. often they're not using that data outside of their own ecosystem. Like they're not going to be yeah, selling like Google's, that to Google's harvesting it. Somebody's yeah. yeah. So it's outside yeah. of the scope of what I do. Um, yeah. But I, I okay. think it, it could be happening. Maybe it isn't. It's really it's like a myth out there right now. I've definitely heard yeah, people totally talk myth. about it. Yeah, it's totally myth. <laughs> okay, here's here's one for you. Ex- explain to me like I'm five for our listeners, but and, and mostly just for me. But I'm gonna say it's for our listeners. But the whole bill twenty seven. I see all this stuff yeah. coming down. It's in the newspapers. What does it mean? Okay, for, for us. So people? I talked about Pipita earlier. Pipita is our federal data privacy law. We've had it since the year two thousand. I think is when it came into effect. And PIBITA tells private sector organizations how you can collect, use, or disclose personal information in the course of a commercial activity. So it's not just for marketing, it's for all your data collection practices fall under PIBITA. Bill C-27 was introduced last year as a potential act that would replace PIBITA. So there's three acts that fall under Bill C-27. The first is called the CPPA, the Consumer Privacy Protection Act. And that particular act would replace PIPEDA. Now, that act has significant new monetary penalties that companies should definitely pay attention to. This is a board-level conversation that brands should be having right now, is the impact if Bill C-27 passes. It's not just about naming and shaming your company anymore by the privacy regulator. It's now significant penalties that can be associated with being in contravention of a privacy act in Canada. And it could be by hiring a, a dirty programmatic buyer, like seller. Could that be, it, it, could you get fined for that? Sure, yeah. There's there's yeah. so many ways that you could be in contravention. Scraping data and, well, it's different than the Castle law, though, right? Castle. Castle's for email, um, electronic yes. email um, communications. This is for advertising, using advertising data. for much so, broader, yeah. So will it affect how Facebook and Google operates then in Canada? Yes, it will affect everybody. It will affect marketers, publishers, ad tech ecosystem, everyone's going to have to adjust their um, the way that they comply with this new law if it passes. Mm-hmm. So just my advice would be to appoint leaders internally to ensure that those leaders have resources and funding to make sure that if this law passed, that they have a plan in place. You know, I was talking with a very large financial institution about a month ago. They just wanted to talk on a high level, you know, what's coming down the pike in terms of C-27, what's happened in Quebec with Law 25 or Bill 64 that happened there. Um, Bill 64 or Law 25, that is a very interesting bill that passed and is now in effect, where in Quebec, we have extremely new provisions that are required for organizations that are collecting personal information. It's huge. You, you, well, like when Castle Law came to effect, it was massive. Yes. People were having to purge and clean their email list yes. for the first time in ages. And In the end, it was good for everybody that that law great. came into effect. Um, I, did, did you hear the story? The, the first one that got a fine was Plenty of Fish. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think okay, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I could be right. This is a long time ago, but I think it was like $30,000 or something they got fined mm-hmm. because they didn't allow people to opt out and they were using scraped email addresses. Mm-hmm. So I think that was the, yeah, they kind of did two things wrong. Two so things wrong. You need and to be able to opt. If we have C27, which would be the CPBA, if that passes, we're talking millions of dollars that could be potentially issued in fines. It's, it's, so it's almost like if you're using a programmatic company that's more on the gray black zone called black hat stuff, like 
Find a new provider that's clean. Yes. Find ad yes. choices participants. Ha, that's my plug. Yes. Which, which it, no, but that's fine. Because so that's what, that, again, I, this isn't the reason you're here. This is not a sponsored episode no, it's in any not. way. You're, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely interested. So that's what you do. That's you what we do. You make sure that they are. Yes. yes. Come on, Julie. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for tying it all together. You're right. You go to our website, youradchoices.ca. You can see the participants of our program. These are companies that are proactively without having to you know, be told by a regulator, they're proactively yes. going above and beyond what's required in the law. So they are- It's Google and Meta members. Yes, definitely. Yes, Netflix, Amazing. Amazon, all of them. Yep. Now, yeah, yeah, Amazon. Okay, Netflix now that, especially Netflix now that they're running ads, mm-hmm. right? That's, yes. They Very should be there. for them. Um, is Apple a member yet? They are not. And Apple is historically horrible at engaging with industry. So it's not just- the DAA that they're not at the table with. It's yeah. a lot of different associations out there. But they're just an iPhone company. They're just a computer company though, right? Sure, da, da, da. Darian. Yeah. <laughs> they don't make watches now and have a TV, like a, net, you know, a streaming service. Mm-hmm. And- Apple, Apple, if you're listening, we would love to talk to you. Honestly, truly, honestly, we'd love to work with Apple because yeah. there's a lot yeah. we can all offer Apple in terms totally. of advice and guidance and, and tools. Yeah. 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 No, 100%. This has been amazing, Julie. Thank you for like helping. Pleasure. You You are very articulate. You were the first person in all these years that have ever articulated what is actually happening in the programmatic space. My pleasure. And we only just scratched the surface. I could talk about this for another hour. I'm happy to. But I feel like, that, but I feel like that's the stuff that I just get so, it's so muddled. And, and it's not, it's not programmatic's fault. I think it's like the salespeople who are like, you know, yeah. used to selling newspaper ads for the last 10 years they're, you know, big corporate is telling them to start selling this thing that they don't understand. And then even the people they're buying it from, I think they buy from another party. So it's always like, so if, if yeah. I want to go, I know you can't say who your favorite is, but maybe, so let's just say three, just highlight three. They're not your favorites. They're just three that I could choose from. If I were to just say, Hey, I want to dip my feet in programmatic mm-hmm. and I want it someone that's clean. And if this bill passes, they're not going to get me in trouble. Mm-hmm. Who are three of your members that you want to just highlight? Um, definitely media math. Yeah. Media Math is, uh, was created yeah. by a fellow who originally was from Toronto. Um, he's yeah. nice. Ma- Media Math, come on. Media Math. Yeah. I really like the Trade Desk. I think they do a lot of yeah. great work. Yes, I've heard great things about them. Yeah, they've got a great yeah. reputation. There's a great Canadian company called Stack Adapt that. Yes, I know Stack yeah, Adapt. They, okay. they do a lot of great work. Um, Native okay. Touch. Native Touch is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're all doing things the right way and they want to be good industry players. Okay. And, and they've got data. Because people have shared their data when they launched their website. Yeah, and they've got they played the game. solid partnerships in place. And, and yeah. yeah, they've got some protections. And then, of course, you can send users to our tools to opt out. If they don't want to be part of this data sharing economy, yeah. we have these tools to allow them to opt out. Kind of like a do not call list is what the DAC offers. Totally. And remarketing ads that like Google would, like we run with Google, mm-hmm. still has an ad choices in there, right? Because even remarketing, if you're tired yes. of seeing these remarketing ads, you can opt out thanks to ad choices. Yes, exactly. Yeah, in the future, we hope in our tools, we, we'll be able to have category level opt-outs because yeah. that's what a lot of consumers want to opt out of. They're, they're yeah. married, they don't want to see dating ads. So it'd be good yes, yes. to give them, instead of just a hard opt-out of everything, just giving them categories yeah. they can opt out of. So just know we're actively working on that for everybody. We had a uh, law firm client that has a division of their law, as uh, family law. And so we ran remarketing ads. We put the, you know pixels on the different sections of the law. And so depending on what law section they were in, they'd get remarketed for that section of law. Uh-huh. The problem was <laughs> they had two different clients complain because their partner went on the computer afterwards and saw 
family law ads following them around after uh -huh. a, as a remarketing piece. Yikes. So the client was like, we should not do remarketing for family law anymore. <laughs> yes. So like, good, Any good sensitive point. data category, right? Because you, that's, right? that's such a, a good nuance to highlight because right? pharmaceuticals, huge area of advertising mm -hmm. that you have to be so careful about remarketing. Oh, so careful. Yeah. I, I think about the embarrassment factor too. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 No, and I think that's why there's all those rules about alcohol. Because again, if I leave my computer and my daughter or son goes on my computer, they shouldn't be served alcohol ads. No. Right? Because you know, no. they didn't opt in to say they're over 18 when exactly. they went to the site or 19. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Julie, anything else that you think on this world that people should know that you're like, man, you, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to thrill you with another magic trick or another, another <laughs> fun fact? Um, well, uh, two things, I guess. I just want to, again, brands don't want to be on the receiving end of bad press or just not thinking through their, their data relationships clearly. And so I encourage listeners to really think about privacy in marketing now and in the future, because all of these data relationships can be consequential for you as a brand if you don't handle it properly. And then the second thing is on a, on a brighter note, you know, we've got kids that are growing up in an environment where they're understanding why they're seeing ads. It's, it's less about the ethics side of it. They kind of know that they can control it. And so just as a brand, just watch how you treat these individuals. Like make sure you're, you're respecting them and you're giving them options and you're being transparent about your activities and, and really foster this new cohort of kids coming up that want to engage with your brand and, and do it respectfully. Amazing. I want to give a shout out to uh, Rethink and a who ran the best, I think, pre-roll I've ever seen. Because uh, a fun thing, if you ever go to their office in Vancouver, they actually have a big thing that says like, don't like a skip, like kind of like the, the skip this ad or skip yes. this thing. And it's like, don't, you know, how do you make it unskippable, right? So so they did an ad, you know, kind of with that theme in mind where um, it was A&W, the kind of, whatever his name, Dave Thomas, I think his yeah, name. Yeah, Dave Thomas. A&W yeah. guy. Yeah, he's like, hey, we got a new burger here, A&W. It's a da-da-da-da-da. Um, I actually don't remember what it was. But he goes, hey, sorry to, sorry to interrupt your video. Um, by the way, here's some puppies you can look out. Uh, and then, and then the, yeah. the camera panned out and there's a bunch of puppies. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. You want to watch the whole and ad because they're so cute. Right? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> and and they didn't make it skippable because it was like, you know, it, it probably would have saved the brand money if, you know, you don't listen to the full ad or watch the full ad. But it was like, it was brilliant that they got their point across and then they made you actually feel good because when you're on YouTube, you want to watch puppy videos, right? right? Or kitten videos. I know. It was genius. It's genius. So I just, <laughs> and I want to, okay, one thing I want to see fixed, I hope in the next few years is like every once in a while we go to like CTV to watch The Amazing Race okay. or like we watch the CBC News together. The whole, um, call it traditional media on demand, like CTV, CBC, the ads they run in there, sometimes they'll just run the same ad three times on commercial break or they'll just run the same ad at every commercial break. And it actually, my my attitude and kind of, I see and feel myself actually looking negatively towards that brand. Yes, ad frequency feel like capping is so right? critical. Yes. How have they not figured it out frequency for TV? Like, I don't know. Oh, well, CTV, the space is still new. And I, I, I will say it is a nascent area. It's a new medium for advertisers. Yeah. So I understand why they're just working out the kinks right now. Oh, but let's so hope awkward. in the next year or so yeah. that ad frequency capping becomes more of a conversation at ad agencies. Please. Brands yeah, ask your ad agencies to frequency cap and not just on CTV, on digital too. Because I yeah, see totally. ads too many times on digital. You're wasting your money yeah. after a while. Or media publications that like 
putting 40% of the, the real estate are ads. And then you just get annoyed and then you click the ad by accident. Yeah. And it's like, come on, yeah. this is just annoying. Or especially recipe sites. I'm like, recipe sites, why are you like so crazy? <laughs> well, you know, it's um, funny. We have a complaint mechanism that consumers can come to and say, you know, if there's an issue that they're yeah. seeing, they can complain. And the majority of complaints we see come through are about ad delivery issues, not necessarily about uh, the targeting. It's about the delivery yeah. of the ad. It's covering content or it's too much, yes. too, too much is happening. Yes. So again, ad agencies work with your partners to get like limited ad space is what you're looking oh. for. You don't want... Or Black Press. <laughs> yeah, Black Press, their website always has these uh, pop-up ads. And I'm like, come on, I just want to read the article. Right. And yeah. then I click on the ad by accident and I'm like, I just feel bad for whoever paid for that ad. Yeah. So... I know. Yeah. Ad delivery. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tricky situation. Um, Julia, I feel like we could talk forever. I feel like we need a part two. This was like I'd the love start to. of something I'd really awesome. Call me anytime. This is I so I feel like we're in the first rendition of high school musical like this is the start of something really awesome here like just right remember that moment where they first meet yeah 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 this is great this is amazing i love it um, too. julie do you feel ready for the rapid fire round oh sure okay yeah sure okay so these are just your quick like five second answers whatever first comes to mind here we go All right what was your first ever job a gas station attendant nice <laughs> night owl or early bird night owl 100 percent Cat or dog person? Cat. Though I think I'm becoming a dog person. I don't know. First thing that you ever marketed? So I worked at this ad tech company, ad network company. So I think it might have yeah. been like a motherboard or a RAM. Okay, cool. It's awesome. Um, dark or milk chocolate? Milk. You know, basic. Nice. <laughs> Favorite word right now? Synergy. <laughs> it's just so stupid. It's such a buzzword, no. but I love it. Synergy. No, we have synergy. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, synergy is a great word. What's the last charity you supported financially or with your time and why? Movember. Uh, a, yeah. a fellow yeah. I used to work with was doing a Movember campaign. Uh, what's a movie that you just love you could watch over and over again? Pretty in Pink. Favorite song or album on repeat right now? Oh my gosh. The new little Yachty album. But you don't roll your eyes because it's yeah. called Let's Start Here and it's like yeah. psychedelic rock. It's amazing. Okay, nice. If you weren't doing this job, like in another multiverse, what would you be doing with your life? I'd love to work in the music space, event space. I used to own a bar. Loved, yeah. loved it. Uh, what's an app on your phone you can't live without? June's Journey. What is that? It's a game. Yeah, great. <laughs> cool. I love it. Is it in the, are you iOS or Android? Android. But I'm sure you can get it on okay. iOS. Okay, perfect. Um, I'm obsessed with a Apple-only app right now, which is called Sneaky Sasquatch, and it's beautiful. Made in Vancouver. Cool. Gorgeous. Get a chance. Yeah, if you borrow a friend's iPhone and try it, it's beautiful. Favorite children's book? Vanicula. Best thing you ever bought for under $10? Oh. Oh, I have this fan in front of me that I got. It's like a USB fan. It's the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nice. It's great. What's the most important thing you ever changed your mind about? Having a child. Nice. I love my daughter. Um, that's so cool. Um, business or marketing book that you recommend? Ogilvy on Advertising. Amazing book. Nice podcast that you'd recommend? Uh, Michael Geist's Law Bites podcast, if you're interested. Nice. Uh, newsletter website you recommend for resources, inspiration? I love The Peak. Yeah. Good one. It's a great one. Yeah. Shout out to The Peak. Yeah. Um, their editor's been on the show oh, before. Oh, amazing. Yeah, he's awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's a life hack you'd be willing to share? Learn your shortboard, uh, shortcuts on your keyboard. 
Definitely learn shortcuts on your keyboard. Control C, Control V. <laughs> yeah, I've not done that. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, actually, I know copy paste. I do know yeah. copy paste. I will admit that. I think that's as far as I've gone with shortcuts. <laughs> so that's that's great. What do you think? We have a lot of students listening to the show. Okay. Skills required for kind of the new economy, kind of future skills. What do you think people need to work on? Listening. Listening skills, they're hard to master, but if you can actively listen, it, it will change your life. And it, it'll go beyond just your job, but it took me a long time to learn how to listen properly and to respond yeah. to what I'm actually being asked by people. Um, but it, more practically, I'd say, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, Google Analytics. I think you you, you had mentioned Google Analytics yeah. in, in your note yeah. to me, and I think that's definitely yeah. a great skill to have on a practical level to learn how to navigate that software. It's like learning a, a French if you want to go into government. Yeah, exactly. Or- where can people find and follow you online? Please find me on LinkedIn, um, Julie yeah. Ford on LinkedIn. You can put yeah. my link. Perfect. Yeah. C27, do we have a date of when we think it'll pass or fail? In yeah. So I believe it's going to go to, it's in second reading at the moment in the process of going to second reading or going to committee. So we're in the yeah. middle of the yeah. legislative process. Let's say two to three yeah. years from now, we'll know whether, if it, if it passes, oh. it'll be a period oh, before that- it comes into pass. Oh, wow. That's, I assume that is a similar uh, trajectory for Castle when it was yes, going through similar, that. Yes, similar. Very similar. So it's not a quick thing. No, very okay. slow. Okay. Um, Julie, this is great. Um, thank you for being here. This was probably very educational. Thank you. Very, thank you for asking me. It was a, very, such a pure joy to do this this afternoon. Thank you. Very impressive what you are up to. Julie Ford, everyone, you see her work in every ad you see when you go around the internet. Make sure you click that little logo. Check out what they're all about. Thank you for joining us this week on Mark News Canada. And we'll see you next time on the show. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors, Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.